believe in yourself have faith believe in yourself believe in yourself believe in yourself believe in your vision believe in your your goals a lot of times and i notice this with a lot of female entrepreneurs especially the black women um, a lot of people won't understand especially the partners that you have if they're not an entrepreneur they they won't understand um but it's okay because you understand right and no one else has to see it you have to see it before anyone else is going to see it and just because no one else sees it and no one else um, doesn't understand doesn't mean it's not a viable um, idea. Great. Doesn't mean it can't be lucrative and profitable. Just keep pushing ahead. Um, just drown out all the naysayers and all the other opinions. You know, the ones that say, oh, you're still working on that little business. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, forget them. Keep going. You had the vision. Um, God put God put it in you. He gave you the vision. He gave you the idea. Um, who can take that away from you? Just keep going, keep pushing forward. Forget all that. Welcome to Move Her Forward podcast and TV series. This is a place where you can, yes, listen, learn, and level up. And I'm so excited to be a part of this movement that we're on, where we're bringing women to the table and moving her forward. And I'm excited about the male series that we're launching because we can't do this alone, ladies. We need to make this a collaborative and collective movement. So that's why I'm so excited to be bringing men to the table to move us forward. So I wanna introduce us to a special guest. Um, his name is Courtney Fraser. He is not just a lawyer. He's actually a devoted advocate in an alley in the legal world. He is the founder of Fraser and Associates, and he started this group in 2011. He's led his team to delivering top-notch legal help to the community with a special focus on criminal defense and supporting small businesses. Courtney has built a firm that doesn't just navigate the legal system, but also stands as pillars of support and guidance for individuals and local entrepreneurs alike. So I'm so excited to welcome Courtney as my guest speaker for this amazing segment where we're gonna be talking everything legal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a great uh, introduction, man. Thank you. I told my assistant to answer the phone like that. <laughs> awesome. I actually always get that my bios for my speakers are always like top tier. So um, yeah, just I want to thank you for being a part of this. And all of my listeners that know we cut through the fluff in our conversation and we dive right into strategies because we're about making money and just leveling up. So with that being said, let's begin to move women forward. So our first thing is I want to really just jump into um, there's a lot of women and just individuals that's launching businesses right now. And a lot of people are not really thinking about the legal side of things. When it comes to launching a business, what are some of the must do legal steps that one should take when starting a business? Uh, well, the most important thing is to get customers or get clients, whatever you need to you need to have proof of concept. It's important that you have someone to sell your service or your goods or your wares to, first of all. Um, I would tell someone, I advise them, get an accountant, a good accountant that you trust. Many people go run through accountants. Uh, you've been in business for a while. You will probably see the difficulty uh, of carrying accountants from year to year. Uh, get you a good lawyer or attorney, um, someone that can read the fine prints for you and someone who has your best interest at heart. Um, can review your contracts, review all the deals that you're getting. Cause as you get bigger and bigger, you're going to be presented more and more offers. You want someone who, um, just has your vision in mind and, um, knows how to protect your interests when they look through, uh, different 
legal materials for you. Um, of course, registering your business, whether it be registering a sole proprietorship or incorporating uh, a corporation, um, an LLC, if you will, as well. Uh, you know, you want to, you want to try and minimize any liability that you may, um, you may, you may, uh, be faced with, uh, running your business. Different businesses have different liabilities. You may have, um, uh, a skincare, uh, a skincare brand. Someone may have allergic reaction to one of your products. You want to make sure you're covering your, covering yourself. Um, so that, you know, no one is coming after you for your, your personal, um, bank accounts, your personal assets, your, your home, such and such like that. Right. So, uh, registering your business, getting, surrounding yourself with people you trust, like a, a good lawyer, a good, a, a good accountant and finding those customers that you need. Also, what many people don't do is, uh, opening up a business bank account separating your 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 bank sorry your business expenses yeah. your personal expenses that is so important when it comes to accounting um also get yourself like a, a, a maybe like an invoice software or an accounting software uh, uh i know there's like quickbooks and yeah. um other ones out there uh, i use a like a, a lawyer design one so i mean the the regular entrepreneur wouldn't use what i use but get something that helps you manage the money, right? Cause at the end of the day, you're in this for money, you're in this for profit. So you want to have uh, a smooth, um, a smooth and efficient way to bookkeep and watch over the funds that are coming in. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's dropping gems like back, back, back to back. So, um, there's a lot of things that I wanted to take a deeper dive that you spoke about. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know a, a lot of individuals when they're starting a business are super excited but also money is tight. And I feel like sometimes people make decisions based off of the lack of money that they have. And I feel like just like with my experience with working with you, it's like, it's kind of the opposite. You don't want to make decisions based off of the lack of money you have, but you want to make decisions where you're not really looking at the, the financial aspect, but you're protecting your brand, you're protecting your business. So let's just take a deeper dive into just getting a lawyer, right? I think that's the biggest thing. And a lot of people think, oh, it's like, a small business, but it's really not because once you start to scale it and you start to have clients, like you mentioned, um, there's anything people can see you for any reason. But what is like, what is some key uh, things that people should look for when looking for a lawyer? Um, I think the key thing is finding a lawyer that understands your vision for your business or your brand, right? Um, as an entrepreneur, you should be thinking maybe uh, not just locally, you should be thinking um, nationwide. Um, you should be thinking globally. You want you want everybody on every corner of the world to know your brand, know your business eventually. And you want a lawyer that understands that, maybe a lawyer that has experience with other businesses in the industry that you're in. A lawyer that knows how to navigate throughout that industry is is key, right? Um, if you do, I mean, if you do something with home rental, uh, you want a lawyer that has uh, experience in maybe real estate, maybe house flipping, uh, something like that, okay. right? Because um, the lawyers, the contracts the lawyer looks over for you are going to be in that industry and in that field. So it's it's easier if you, well, it's better if you have a lawyer who is familiar with that industry. If you're in entertainment, you want an entertainment lawyer, okay. you know? You want someone who's familiar with the playing field that you're going to be operating in. You want someone who you feel confident in. You want someone who you feel comfortable in. Um, someone who you could just, like, be around, Um 
I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I like to know what my clients are doing. I follow them all on Instagram. I, I like to know the different fields they're in and I stay up to date with how their, their industry is changing. Right. So I can continue to help them. So you want a lawyer that's going to grow with you as well. Right. I've known you for a little bit. And, um, I mean, you told me some of your ideas and I mean, they were, they were, they were, they were great. They were, um, very grand. And like you to hearing some of the things that you told me and you shared with me, um, provoked me to go do my own research about the field. Right. And then yeah. sometimes we would have talked and I would talk to you about maybe other people who are trying different things and everything like that. And, um, we would just toss each other, toss ideas off each other and stuff like that. And I think that's, what's, what's important. You need someone who you can grow with, someone who can learn with, um, someone who could teach you things. Right. And. Um, I like to learn things as well from my clients, from my, um, the people that I do business with and I serve, right? Cause how else am I going to continue to help them into the future, right? And help their business grow. So it's good to have a lawyer that's going to grow with you. It's good to have someone that you feel comfortable with. Um, obviously we have a, there's a, we have a little bit of a rapport where we can sit down and my yeah. and do this. Right. So, um, those are the benefits, a lawyer that you can get that like you could text me probably anytime. Like you talk probably like late at night and stuff like that, text late at night about business and stuff like that, yeah. right? And it's nice when you have access to someone um, that has such a significant role in your business like that, right? Yeah, I love that. And something just to like echo is in business, especially when you're starting off, it's so important to have a council of people around you mm -hmm. that you can bounce ideas off. A lot of the times, especially for black entrepreneurs, they're so afraid to talk about their ideas or they're so afraid to talk about what they're doing when in factuality, um, you have to be very careful with who you talk to and talk to your dreams about. And I remember when I actually first met you, I asked you a hundred of questions just to make sure that you were the right person to have in my council. And something that we developed is just having that council. And, um, you know, something that I wanted to like segue into is contracts. Um, that's a big thing. And you said something as you start getting bigger, you start scaling and more contracts start coming your way. And um, I actually learned um, that I'm not the best with, you know, making the decisions around contracts. And I had to tap you in a lot of times. So let's talk about that. I feel like for black entrepreneurs, especially for black women, sometimes we are um, taken for granted. And sometimes we're looked upon as like not really being intelligent in the business acumen world. So from your perspective, what would you recommend for a black woman that's starting in entrepreneurship when it comes to going through contracts? Do you think that um, what I said was accurate too, is that sometimes people can take advantage of our excitement and when we're kind of scaling our business. Uh, it's from my experience, I find that in the last few years, it's been mostly black women that are starting businesses actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been most impressed by, um, my clients that are black females, like, and seeing their demeanor and seeing their seriousness, uh, women like yourself, like, uh, you always impressed me. Like, I remember you telling me some of your ideas and I was just like blown away. Like, um, I remember, I mean, you got to give yourself more credit. You drive a hard bargain because <laughs> like, if you remember, like someone couldn't just give you peanuts, like right. you know I'm saying, <laughs> like, so, I mean, I mean, maybe you're not there drafting the contract, but you know, what's fair to you. And yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. So, um, no, I find like a lot, many of, don't get me wrong, any entrepreneur when they first start is going to be timid, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to be a little bit nervous and shaky and that's fine. But I find like um, the black women who get into business and they just stick with it, not only do they, they get that confidence, um, but they really excel, right? So right. Um, I find myself helping a lot of black women with their businesses. And then 
sooner or later they have multiple businesses and they're trying new things or maybe they're trying to franchise their business um trying to get investors into the business or they're expanding it or they even um they're even selling businesses after they've grown it to a certain point right yeah. so um shout out to the black women out there um you guys are doing your thing continue to do your thing um we need you guys as entrepreneurs right there's a place here for black women in the entrepreneurial space definitely yeah absolutely so let's talk about contracts again um something that i really want to because just like through my journey with starting businesses there was a lot of contracts that you had opened me and exposed me to and some that i've already known about but i think this is a great opportunity for any woman that's starting a business what are the top type of contracts that you think a business should have I know there was one that like the NDA that you that you and me spoke about at one point. Um, but what what type of contracts should a business have? Okay, um, the most typical one that you're always going to mainly have is some type of service agreement or sale agreement. Uh, a service agreement, if your business provides some type of uh, service, mm -hmm. you're going to have the terms and conditions of what comes with um, booking you for your service or something like that between you and your clients, right? Can you give an example of a service? Um, just say like for those that something don't... like hair. Okay. Right? Yeah. You're gonna let you're gonna let the client know um in the contract what time they have to be there, how much is the down payment, um, what day, uh, maybe how they have to come and pre be prepared uh, okay. before you do the hair. Um, girls that do hair will not want you FaceTiming your best friend and okay and showing the shop and mm -hmm. no, because maybe it's private in there and stuff like that. Um, they're gonna let you know like you might check off the style of the service that you want. Maybe if you just want to wash or deep condition or mm -hmm. a braid or an install, stuff like that, right? Um, it's always, you can always use a, um, a service agreement to, to describe the services that you're going to provide, the cost of it, and just the terms of what you expect from the client, what's their responsibilities in accepting your service. If you have a product, you're going to have some type of sale agreement. Like um, you can sell, you can sell hand sanitizers. Mm -hmm. Um, you can sell them maybe in bulk. You're going to let the person know how much, how much hand sanitizers they're going to receive, what date they're going to receive them, how much it's going to cost them and, and such and such. Right. Um, you should always use a contract to try and limit your liability. Like what I spoke about at the start. Mm -hmm. Um, if you know, like there's any type of risk in you providing this service or this product, use a contract to limit it, have something to hold you, uh, hold you harmless um from being sued in the future and and stuff like that right apart from a sale a sale or a service agreement you might if you buy stuff from a, a merchant you're gonna have like a, a like a vendor agreement um if your business is a brick and mortar you're gonna have a lease agreement uh -huh. um if you need to if you need to expand your business but you don't have the funds you're gonna get a loan agreement right you're gonna borrow money Definitely. sometimes if, if you have money and your business is a financial business you're gonna loan money so you're still gonna have loan agreements and stuff like that um so many different types of agreements but the the, the sale uh, the sale and the service agreement is important. The lease agreement is common. Mm -hmm. You may have an employee or independent contractor agreement if people are helping you and providing you services so you can go out and, and um, sell to the public. Um, that's important. You want your employees and your independent contractors to have a reasonable expectation of what you expect from them, right? Yeah. And how much they're going to get paid, what day they have to show up, such and such, um, like stuff like that, right? So those are the common agreements that you're going to find in business and running your operation. Okay, that's pretty good. And um, there's a lot of things that come up, especially when I'm talking to other entrepreneurs where they feel like 
they can't really express or talk about their ideas because they think somebody's going to swipe their idea. Um, this comes up like all the time. All the time. Um, so through your lens in, you know, the legal setting, what are some ways that you can actually protect your ideas and kind of keep them in a, in a bubble and be okay to start talking to people about what you're doing? If you fear, okay, number one, I tell my clients all the time, don't be so afraid to share your idea with people. Um, I mean, you could share a recipe with someone. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they're going to cook the meal like you. Okay, that's big gem. <laughs> no, like it doesn't mean, I mean, you could give them the whole recipe, stir for 30 minutes, yeah. add a little salt. It doesn't mean they're going to have the same sauce as you, mm -hmm. right? Um, but if you really fear that, you know, someone may take your idea and run with it and add this and add that, then um, look into a non-disclosure agreement or a confidentially a confidentiality agreement you know have the person sign these things before you even share your agreement your your idea with them and all it does is it protects um it protects your idea it limits them um it limits who they can go speak to about your idea it limits it restricts them from competing with you okay i mean for a few years you can i usually put like at least two years so if i tell you my idea you can't pop up now with the same idea interesting you know um stuff like that right and you can't go tell anybody maybe you can go tell your lawyer because your lawyer will probably look over this agreement mm -hmm. but you can't just go tell your auntie your cousin your mom your yeah partner, stuff like that another business partner so it restricts other it restricts the person that you're dealing with from going out there in the public and speaking about your idea and stuff like that right yeah perfect and through your lens is um the non-disclosure still being respected because i know that's also something I know, like when I was starting my businesses, I'm like, okay, I'll send you an NDA. They're like, I'll sign it right now. And they kind of brushed it off as if it was like really nothing serious. Mm -hmm. But through your lens, how serious is an NDA? And is it something that you can actually bring to court if you have like real evidence? Definitely, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely it's serious. They're probably signing it because they know they're not going to steal your idea. Okay. It takes a lot. Like people think about how much ideas that you've had that you mm -hmm. never really acted on right it takes a lot to execute an idea mm -hmm. right especially if it's your ideas you need to you you've done the research um like i said you can give someone a recipe it doesn't mean they're going to produce the same sauce as you right yeah um but yes you can go to court over it it's legally binding especially if that person if them disclosing your idea cause damage onto okay. you and yeah. your business, you could sue and get all that money back plus more, right? So if you go and tell my business secret to someone and now they're competing with me, they're competing with me and I, it causes me to lose business, mm -hmm. I can definitely sue you because you weren't even supposed to tell this person that information, right? Mm -hmm. So use NDAs, um, confidentiality agreements to protect your ideas if you fear that someone's gonna run off with it. Perfect. And this one's a, a question that came up actually from one of our listeners. How do you know that you're getting you're in a bad deal? Mm. And this is like because some people don't have that intuition, right? Where they can say this is a bad deal. Yeah. Um, through your lens, how do you know you're in a bad deal? Or what are some things that you can look for? So right off the bat, how does it feel? Does it feel like this is gonna help my business get to where I want to go? But in order to know that, you have to have a vision, a clear vision, okay. right? You, maybe you should write down your vision and your goals for your business. If it's not serving your vision or your goals for your business, it's a bad deal. Okay. If yeah. it's not fair to, if you don't feel like it's fair to yourself or to the, like, to the work and the resources that you've put into your business, mm -hmm. it's a bad deal. If it's only serving the other person, it's a bad deal, right? Yeah. Some people may, 
a lot of people take a lot of people don't get me wrong you're not not every deal you're gonna win but it doesn't you don't have to win every deal you can get fair trade right but then again you don't want to do a deal that again is not serving your business it's not maybe exposing your business to the the markets and the networks that you wanted to you're not receiving um the proper financial compensation for what you're going to be providing um stuff like that if it's if you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money, it's, it's going to be a bad deal. If it's not going to put you where you need to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, it's it's a bad deal. Because the 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 one thing you don't want to do is commit to somebody or lock yeah. yourself into working with someone and you feel like you're being taken advantage of. Also, if you don't even like the person. Yeah, right, big one. Because you don't want to be, I don't want to be locked into a, a, a multi-year contract with someone, providing something to them. And I don't even like speaking to them. I don't like seeing them. Why yeah, am I doing it? That's, that's like the money, who cares? You get the money from somewhere else. The market is so big. If I don't like this person, I know that people say, oh, it's, it's not personal. It's just business. But personally, I don't want to do business with anyone I don't like. Yeah. Right? You start businesses so you can go do business with the people you like. Help right. You like. So if I don't even like the person, why am I going to force it? Yeah. And how about investor contracts? Because this comes up too. It's like, because a lot of people are just jumping into these contracts and because they're an investor and they're putting all this money in, because um, you made a good point about if you're not really feeling the vibe with the investor, when is it a time to like just really just say it's an it's a no and not move forward with this contract, especially when it comes from the investor point? When it comes to investors, think about the why you need an investor. You really only need an investor to expand your business. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want to use the money that you have or you don't have the funds. Yeah. This investor is coming with the funds or they're coming with the experience of the industry mm-hmm. to help your business. But if you don't get the good vibe from them, why work with them? Right. Right? Yeah. If you have the money to do it yourself, why work with them? Why bring them into your business if you could fund it yourself, right? Yeah. You should only be looking for an investor if you need what they have to offer to expand and broaden your 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 brand and your horizons to take it to a new level. If yeah. if if taking this person's money or listening to this person's advice is not doing that for you, then it's a bad deal. You don't need to do it. Why give away equity in your business for to work with someone that you don't really like, mm-hmm. right? And someone that you may not even need. Right. They can be a headache. Exactly. Even a liability in the long run. Definitely. Yeah. Especially when you can't you can't make decisions without getting the approval from them. Right. You don't want that. You, yeah. This is your business, right? Yeah. Um, oftentimes the person that is coming with the talent will feel like that, right? Like, hey, I'm being taken advantage of by the person that's just coming with money. And I'm I'm the actual talent, right? So in order to avoid that. Um, just again, look back at your vision, look back at your goals, think about what you're, what you're going to need to go to the next level and broaden your, your, your brand and your business. If you don't need them, don't bring them in. Oh, big, big line. Um, so we're going to shift gears. Um, usually when we close out for our ladies and you have worked with a lot of black women entrepreneurs, um, what is something that you can provide for us ladies as an actual advice that you usually see that's missing with entrepreneurship and just lead women in leadership? What is something that you can share right now as an actual advice that they can do right now? Believe in yourself, have faith, believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in your vision, believe in your, your goals. Um, a lot of times, and I notice this with a lot of female entrepreneurs, especially the black women, um, they made a lot of people won't understand, especially the partners that you have. If they're not an entrepreneur, they, they won't understand. Um, but it's okay. 
because you understand, right? And no one else has to see it. You have to see it before anyone else is going to see it. And just because no one else sees it and no one else um, doesn't understand doesn't mean it's not a viable um, idea. Right. Doesn't mean it can't be lucrative and profitable. Just keep pushing ahead. Um, just drown out all the naysayers and all the other opinions. You know, the ones that say, oh, you're still working on that little business. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, forget them. Keep going. You had the vision. Um, God put God put it in you. He gave you the vision. He gave you the idea. Um, who can take that away from you? Just keep going. Keep pushing forward. Forget all that. Ooh, move forward. Love that. With that being said, thank you so much, Courtney, for being a part of this episode. Uh, we just love moving women forward, no matter your gen your gender, your background. Um, we believe in providing value with every listen. So with that being said, thank you so much for joining me once again, where you can listen, learn, and yes, level up. So thank you so much again, Courtney, for being a part of this and moving us forward. Thanks with that having. being said, remember to subscribe, to hit that subscribe button, and remember to tune in and hit the alert button because we drop episodes twice a month that will provide you with value and will definitely be able to move you forward. Thank you again. I'm your host, Edwina McKinnon. Bye. Oh, <laughs>